Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Gotta love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected, and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalligators. Today, we're going to use the mantra, I am true to myself. Now, that sounds kind of like woo-woo, but to me, being true to myself, first and foremost, starts with accepting the truth about a situation, whether that's a booty call, whether that's a city you're living in that no longer serves you, whether that's moving on from people who are making you a little bit insane. And we're going to talk about all three of those things today in the podcast. And just a reminder that I get all these questions from the Shalligator Reddit thread. It's a wonderful place for you guys to come and collaborate and just like talk to each other. I read I I lurk and I read like what you guys write to each other because you submit your problems and triumphs and you share when you have a baby and you share when you lose weight. And it's just such an incredible sisterhood. I love it. I love it. I wish it was like an actual place. Should we start a cult? Shalleluja. I've got the name and everything. Anyway, let's get ready for the podcast, ladies. Let's roll our shoulders back. Maybe for the first time today, you're relaxing that jaw, relaxing your face. and just taking some breaths, okay? And we're gonna breathe in through the nose, and out through the mouth. We're gonna do it again, and we're gonna keep our mantra in mind. I am true to myself. In through the nose, and out through the mouth. All right, let's get into it. This is an interesting question. Okay, it's titled, Birthdays in a Hookup Stage. Said, Ugh. So me and this guy have been consistently hooking up for a few months. Things have turned pretty, real. us want to make it official at this point. We're happy where things are. But we have established that we're very much into each other and exclusive. God. My question is, my birthday is coming up in a couple weeks. Even though we're not dating, should I expect him to do something special for me? I'm stressed he won't, and I've dropped hints here and there about it coming up, and I haven't heard any suggestions or anything, so I'm just kind of waiting to see how he acts. But what's reasonable to expect for my birthday, even though we're not official BFGF? My God, where the fuck do I begin with this? This literally makes my blood pressure go up. You're hooking up, and you're exclusive, but you're not boyfriend, girlfriend. Girl, what are you doing right now? Ugh. Okay, you lost me at the word exclusive. If you wanna like be fuck buddies with someone, dude, go for it, it's amazing. But the fact that you're saying you're exclusive, so you've taken yourself off the market. You're not dating, you're not looking for other people, but you also don't belong to him. Let me put this into a sharper perspective. You're working at a, at a job, you go in there, work five shifts a week, but you don't get paid, but you're not allowed to look for other jobs that will pay you. How long would you do that for? 20 minutes? Like you wouldn't do that at all. That's a ridiculous proposition. And then you would wonder, it's like, well, gosh, I wonder if they're going to like promote me to the corner office. No, girl, you don't even work there. You're not getting paid. Of course you're not. So I understand <clears throat> why these waters are muddy and why you're confused about, well, what's he going to do for my birthday? But he doesn't want to be in a relationship because he doesn't want the relationship things. And birthdays are like the biggest relationship thing. 
I'm going to take you out for a nice dinner and I'm going to throw you a surprise party. He doesn't want those things. And maybe he doesn't want it with anyone. And maybe he doesn't want it with you. I'm going to assume he doesn't want it with anyone, right? Because that's how guys are. Like if they're not into having a relationship, the most incredible woman in the world could sit on his face, the Victoria's Secret, like starting lineup could come down the pipeline wanting to like lock him down. He's going to be like, nope. That's why guys have the one that got away. Oh, I fucked it up and now I'm so obsessed with her and I don't know why I let her go. We don't have that. Girls don't have that. We have the one who broke our heart. We have the one who didn't love us and we tried and we tried and we tried and we had to let him go. But we don't have like, oh, I just kept pushing him away. Like we don't know. Guys do that because, because their willingness to be in a relationship is not about the girl. It is about their own state of mind. And honestly, that's kind of a trait we should borrow, right? Because we are always, and this is to our credit, and this is, it really is one of our greatest strengths. We are always willing to make room for love, you know, whether it's, oh my God, this puppy wandered through my door, or usually it's a boyfriend. We're willing to make more friends. You know, oh, she's so cool. Okay. Yeah, of course, invite her. And again, especially with love, if a guy comes along, no matter how, like I'm focusing, I'm doing me and I'm focusing on, on law school, we're still willing to give it a chance, willing to like, I don't know, see where it goes. That's because we have big hearts and we're empathetic and we are lovers. You know, we're hardwired to nurture and to love. Guys aren't. I don't know why. I don't know why, but they just aren't. So if they're like, no, I'm doing me. I'm focusing on my fantasy football draft. Then girl, that is what it is. They don't have that sensibility of like, well, just, yeah, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And that's why guys get to rule the world. If you think about it, they are streamlined in terms of their priorities and most importantly, their energy. So if he has said, I don't want a relationship with you, I don't want to be boyfriend, girlfriend, hear it, hear it. And look, baby girl, you can lie to the shalligators. You can lie to me. Do not lie to yourself about what you really want out of a situation. Okay, with just a hookup, blah, 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 you wouldn't care. You wouldn't even think about, oh, is he going to do something for my birthday? It might be like, oh, it'd be nice if he like brought over a cupcake or something, but who gives a shit? Because I don't give a shit about him. You know, like I do as a human, but not like, oh, I like like him. You like like him. And why wouldn't you? We are not meant to have sex with someone consistently and not get attached. It's not our, it's not a weakness or a deficiency. And you know who I blame for this? Samantha from Sex and the City. Like she made us all think that we need to just be able to like fuck and fuck and fuck. And I don't like anyone and I'm untamable. I'm completely tameable. Are you kidding me? I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter and I'm not really a fucker either. I want to like partner with people. You fall for people. You are around them all the time. And this is this is a hormonal release response. Dopamine. These are the bonding hormones. Oxytocin. Keep a guy away from your nipples if you don't want to like catch feelings for him. Because like, think about it. When women breastfeed, that releases the bonding hormone, oxytocin, to bond to their child so they don't drown it because kids can be, you know, a, a bit overwhelming. So keep him away from your nipples. Anyway, <clears throat> my point is you like like this guy. And again, that's natural. That's what you are hardwired to want. Who wants to just have sex with no feelings, no attachment? But if he is still riding this train of, I don't want a relationship, but I'm going to tell you that we're exclusive so that you don't get to go out and be with anyone else. You're my little toy. 
That's not great. So in terms of the birthday, I don't think he's going to do anything. And I think you're going to be super pissed about it. I, I, I would be furious. And it's going to sort of bring you to this crossroads with him. And you're going to be like, what is going on here? What's going on here? Are we together? Are we not? And he is going to default to this original, I don't want a girlfriend. And, you know, we're not, we're not in a relationship as a get out of jail free card for whatever relationshipy behaviors he chooses not to participate in. But you know the relationshipy behavior he is participating in? Ya pussy. He's definitely claiming that benefit. Oh, I'll have all the sex in the world, of course. But wait, 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 wait. Ugh, her birthday. What do you mean? I have to like go to Safeway and like buy a $7 cake? Absolutely not. Definitely going to claim that blowjob though. Like, why do we allow this? That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. Look at the animal kingdom. They offer the males, they offer little gifts, offerings to the females. She's not just like, hey, do you want to do you want a bone first? And then maybe six months from now, you'll bring me that shiny pebble from the river. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are we not as worthy as a duck or a penguin or an anteater? Are we not? I kind of think we are. I kind of rank myself a little higher in terms of like, self-esteem than an animal but based on my behavior in the past no actually I don't a peacock is outgunning me times a million right we are better than peacocks and ducks and all sorts of waterfowl but you got to know it and you got to act it so instead of localizing getting all gassed up about this birthday thing because this is the this is the topic this is not the issue you have funneled your feelings about this situation into this birthday thing and you hung them all on that, which, I mean, we all do that. We all do that from like, how is he going to ask me to prom to how is he going to propose? I mean, these, these little markers, I feel like that's what holidays do. You know, they funnel everything you feel about a dynamic down into this one day, this one interaction and not inappropriately, if you think about it, like it does kind of illuminate what's actually going on. If a guy won't be with you on Valentine's Day. Well, fuck. Okay. This is putting some things in perspective. But my point is, you don't have to wait until your birthday comes along. You have the divine right to be like, what's going on? How are you feeling about this? What page are you on? What page am I on? And if his answer is anything other than I want to be your boyfriend, girl, you got to go. If it's not a hell yes, you got to accept that it's a hell no. Because... There isn't those shades of gray. Either he likes you and he wants to be all in, or he just kind of doesn't. Guys can like us just a little, you know? And it's crazy. This is, this is again, about the compartment, compartmentalization thing that we simply don't go through. When we like someone, we're all in, or we're at least willing to see where it goes, willing to kind of, you know, give it a chance. Like, all right, I'm making room for it. Again, they're not that way. You deserve an all in. So if that's not what you're finding, truly your birthday should be spent resetting yourself, resetting your mind, getting to a place with yourself where you're analyzing what you want out of the next year. Look at all the growth you've gone through this year. What do you want to happen in the next 12 months? Who do you want to be this time next year? And maybe that involves some reset in your personal life too. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This next question makes my blood boil. Okay. She said, how do you handle negging on dating apps or in person? Now, if you don't know the term negging, if maybe you're not American or something, to neg someone is a, it's a derivation of the word negative. Like, it's the opposite of a compliment, or actually it's like a backhanded compliment, or you think it's a compliment and you're like, wait, what? Like a classic neg is, oh, you're so cute with those little buck teeth. And you're like, wait, what? Huh? It's like, you know what? You can pull that outfit off. And usually only girls who are a size two would do that. The fuck? But a lot of times we get negged by other females. You know, girls are so bitchy, but guys are the classic neggers as well. And they do this, yes, on dating apps and in person. They do it all the pla- all over the place. So she said, I would love to hear Shallon touch on this someday. You're welcome. I feel like she would have great insight since it's all happened to us at some point and we have to be equipped with comebacks. Has it ever happened to you? I've been negged so many times and I'm so confused on the best course of action. I've called them out on it and then got called a snowflake for reacting. Sometimes I feel like I'm being challenged to prove my intelligence, which is exactly the emotional manipulation they want. For example, A guy would be like, you look good, but you're actually smart too. Or I love the way you ignore me. It's so cute. Ugh, like shut up. Oh, you know what? Ugh, shut up is exactly an acceptable response. I believe in calling men beta males whenever possible. Uh, It makes them crazy. It actually drives them to madness, which I enjoy because this is a beta male move. I don't falsely call someone a beta male. And we've talked before, but it bears repeating. Men and women are not divided solely into alphas and betas. Most people are neither. Most people are just normal people, you know? You don't have to be a leader and you don't have to be this cuck bitch beta. Because a beta, well, let's talk about what an alpha is. We know that an alpha is not only a pack leader, it's a pack builder, right? A beta is not only just a follower, they're a pack destroyer. And that's the difference. They want to destroy people, whether it's, oh, I want to destroy black people or I want to destroy women. They just, they or they want to just destroy individuals. They get off on tearing other people down because they are so small themselves. You know what I mean? Like think about dogs. You see the Great Dane and the Chihuahua. Who's barking at who? It's not the Great Dane. It's the little guy nipping and lunging and yipping because he feels inferior. Because he is inferior by any metric you can come up with. And so are these fucking guys. So I am a fan of blocking, deleting, ignoring. Because like you said, this is the exact emotional manipulation they want. They want to have this puppet master power over you so that you're reacting, you're defending yourself. What do you mean by that? And then they get to feel, oh, I'm so superior. I've outsmarted her. (laughs) She doesn't even know what I'm talking about. She doesn't even know if this is a compliment or an insult. Bitch. Take your shriveled three-inch dick and get the fuck out of my DMs, okay? I don't engage with people like this. And if I do, I'm like, you're a beta male. Negging a woman is the most cuck, simpleton, the small dick energy I can possibly come up with. Bye. Women are trained to be polite. You know, we are. And politeness can get us killed. It's, oh, I don't want to have another drink, but okay, I don't want to look rude. 
I don't want to go up to his apartment, but I mean, whatever. He's, I'm sure he's nice. I'm sure it's fine. No, girl, no. I'm done being polite. There's a lot of dead girls who've been very, very polite, and I'm not going to be one of them. Why am I talking about being a dead girl? Like, how, whoa, that was kind of a big jump. Is it, though? When we indulge people like this, we embolden them. And maybe, no, he's not going to meet up with you on a date because you're not going to go out with him and kill him. But maybe the next girl he's going to go out with and he's going to traumatize her in some way. Even just emotionally, he's going to be mean to her. He's going to hurt her. And some of these people, like, you trace back really evil dudes in history. They've got behaviors like this in their rear view. Absolutely. Crimes escalate. And I'm not going to embolden criminals, whether if all they are is just an emotional criminal, just a run-of-the-mill douche. You do not get to interact with me. Speaking of douche, I'm going to have a huge douche moment here. Okay, just bear with me. Promise me you're going to love me after this. But I, I swear that this is going to come out to your benefit, okay? So because I get, you know, I have a lot of followers and stuff and this career that I do, I get a lot of DMs, I get a lot of messages, I get a lot of comments, and there's no possible way I can respond to all of them. And, you know, I, I try to, you know, I try to like get to everyone. It's just, it's a lot. And it always makes me happy when like I do get to respond to someone and they're like, oh my God, you made my day. And I'm like, oh, you made my day. Thank you. I love talking to you guys. But I carry that same energy, that celebrity energy, regardless of if you think I'm a celebrity or not, like I'm not, but it's okay. You can have the energy of something that on paper, maybe you aren't. We are all queens and we are all bad bitches. I don't need a crown to prove it. I carry that same celebrity energy into Tinder and dating so that if a guy wants my attention, I'm like, who the fuck are you? People pay to have me answer them. Do you know that dude? And they don't come at me with this kind of behavior. And in fact, I'm going to be opening my questions back up on the website soon. But one of the points in the terms and conditions that people agree to when they submit a question is that these questions cannot be used for harassment. And for any reason, I can choose this question to be unfit to answer and I don't have to answer you and you don't get your money back. I was dealing with a stalker and she was using this platform to harass me. And I'm like, I, I'm not I'm not fucking doing this. But I carry that energy and I remind myself of that when I deal with these guys. It's like, I don't have to answer you. I don't owe you anything. You aren't paying to be here, which a lot of girls are. And dude, girls are way better than you. I'd, I'd rather talk to these girls all day and all night. I wish you could go on Tinder and just meet a bunch of cool chicks and friends. What's my point? You borrow that energy too. Next time you're dealing with these guys, you say, you know what? I'm going to step inside the Shallon suit right now. I'm going to zip myself into her attitude and be like, okay, maybe I don't have hundreds of thousands of followers. Who gives a shit? I have the attitude of someone who does. I have the talent of someone who does. I have that bad bitch energy of someone who does. And I'm going to funnel that towards someone who doesn't. And I'm not going to abide this. I'm not going to answer them. They're not worth my time. Or if I do, I'm going to tear them to pieces and then block them because they don't get to respond to me. They just don't get to. And it's so funny, like, sometimes people are like, well, that's not fair, and they deserve to, like, respond to you. I was like, what is this, Judge Judy? No, they don't. No, they don't. This isn't the people's court. No, this isn't a democracy. This is a shallocracy. And this is a youocracy, okay? You get to make the rules about what behavior is acceptable. And if this behavior that you're encountering is corrosive and it tears you down, absolutely don't abide it because there is no good place that this behavior leads. There just isn't. No good guy would ever speak to a woman like this. I mean, never. If for no other reason, 
it's a bad bet, dude. It's a bad gambit. You talk to a girl like that and a quality girl, girls like us, are going to be like, excuse me, and be done with you. Now, a girl with low self-esteem, she's going to be like, ah, my teeth are bucky. I'm so sorry. Do you want me to shave them off? I'll just pull them out. I don't care. Because she's desperate for a man. Well, honey, that's not us. And so a quality guy or a guy with a modicum of intelligence, just the bare minimum, is going to go, you know what? I'm not going to take that chance. I'm not going to roll the dice and think that my bullshit comment is going to scare away a really quality girl because a quality girl would be scared away by that. I'm a quality guy. I wouldn't want a woman speaking to me like that. I would see that that's a huge red flag into her character. And I don't want to be with someone who's mean to me. I'm a healthy man. And I want to be with a healthy woman who doesn't abide that either. And these are all micro calculations. These happen in a fraction of a second in a quality man's mind, right? And they happen the same way in a beta male's mind, but they just go in the opposite direction. So when you see that flag, when you see who a man is, a bad better, a beta male, a cuck, and just a degrading D-bag, three inches, shriveled. See it, read that writing on the wall, and walk away. Don't get drawn into this challenge. There's no, there's no prize. There is no, I always say, there's no actual parade for Captain Savaho at the end of the year. There's no prize for this either. Even if you debate him into the ground, what have you got? What have you won? Nothing. You have been drawn into a tete-a-tete, a tit-for-tat, with someone who is absolutely not on your level, but by you bowing to their level, well, he kind of is. And you don't want that feeling. You don't want to have to sit with that truth that, oh, I stooped to his level and now I'm engaging with him and like debating and trying to convince him of my worth, which is not the same as a clapback. Clapback, you say it, you're done, you move on. I'm talking about like a back and forth. Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. I forbid it. You pass him over to me. You give me your login. I will take care of it. Maybe this is a new service I should do. Gun for hire. I like it. This last question, I think is going to leave you guys feeling super energized. I hope so, because, you know, we're just talking about beta males and shriveled penises. So she said, I'm 22 and I've been stuck in Arizona my whole life. Yes, I use the word stuck because that's how I feel. I can't tell you one positive quality about this state. Never mind the shitty weather and the people. I feel like I've built nothing but bad memories here. Is it possible to use moving as an emotional getaway car? I don't even get along with half my family members. I need to escape. My whole life, I've been underestimated and judged poorly by my own family. I want to move and completely alienate myself from them. Is this normal or is there emotional work I'm not digging out? I love this question because the answer is like kind of both. On one hand, everywhere you go, there you are, right? I am a runner and I've talked about this so many times. That's why I travel. I travel to like the point of mania. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in my life. I don't want to be in this relationship, whatever. I'm going to get on a plane. Like I'm going to outrun these feelings. I'm going to run away from my problems. And you know what? It's kind of effective because I love the novelty, you know, of traveling. It's everything's new. There's new sensations and tastes and smells and people and whatever. And it really does distract you from everything. And it's like your whole back home life doesn't exist. What is male? What are chores? What is recycling day? I don't care. I'm in Paris. I'm just going to keep on going. But like I said, everywhere you go, there you are. If you're trying to outrun your own emotions, trauma, a lack of like stability and friendships, you know, poor communication skills, things like that, self-doubt, honey, you could launch yourself into space. It's still going to be there. But that actually doesn't really sound like your case. 
It sounds like you just need a change. I relate to this so hard because I felt almost the exact same way about New York when I left. Like I was just so miserable there. And like you said, I felt like I built bad memories. And I haven't. Like New York was, I mean, it was my entire life. It was my entire adulthood. It was wonderful. But it got to the point where I felt like every road led me to a place that reminded me of something bad. Oh, I went to the VMAs after party there. And even though that was a good memory, it was bittersweet because it's over. Or, oh, my ex-boyfriend lives in this part of town. Oh, and then this happened over here. So it was just like nothing, nothing made me happy. And more importantly, there was nothing to discover. And I know that sounds crazy. New York, there's just so much. Well, I lived there for a decade, you know? And the things that were new to discover, I wasn't really interested in doing anymore. Clubs and stuff like that, meh. And let's not even talk about how Corona and none of these things even exist anymore, irrelevant. My point is, if you can't make new memories in the place that you are because you just kind of reached the limit of what this environment can give you, I think it's totally fine to move on. But like I said, don't run away from who you are. If you think that moving is going to completely change who you are as a person, if you're picturing, okay, I'm going to move to Florida and I'm I'm only going to date wonderful guys and all my relationships are going to be great and I'm never going to fight with my friends and I'm never going to feel bad about my body and I'm I'm always going to stand up for myself at work. Florida can't do that. I mean, Florida really can't do very much at this point. But the environment can only give you so much. It can only give you a push into encouraging you to level up to be a different person. Me moving to Montana, people still can't believe it. Like, even my best friends are like, so you like, wait a minute. You like actually live there? You're not, I'm like, dude, I, I bought a house, a car, a dog, a boyfriend. Like, yes, I, I live here. I, I fully live here. I don't know for how long. I'm not saying I'm going to live here for the rest of my life, but for the foreseeable future, this is where I live. And But it's just so radical. And I, I came out here and I realized, like I said, everywhere you go, there you are. But it stripped away the parts of me that were just kind of weighing me down. It stripped away my environment. So can I confess something? I did mushrooms the other day. I know, like very little, like we microdosed. And I've never like done anything like that. I'm such a bad girl. I know, I'm just such a square. <laughs> but I realized like while I was doing it, I was just so happy. I had, I wasn't too cold or too hot. I liked every song that came on. Every food tasted good. Every joke was funny. And I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe all of my problems and gripes are like logistical. Maybe so much of how I feel is like my back hurts and I'm cold and I'm hungry, I need a snack and I don't like this sound in the background. And I was like, this is kind of an extended metaphor for New York versus Montana itself. New York was a lot of sounds and environmental things. Just walking your groceries home, bleh, all that shit, the weather. I come out here and so many of those things are gone. They've been replaced by things that are easier. I have a car, I have a big house, I have room to move, I have a dog. And I'm like, environment really makes a huge difference. It really does. And it's just so stimulating being in a place that I don't know. Everything is new to me. And I always use the phrase, I feel reborn out here. I feel reborn. And I realize, as I'm saying it now, that that's because when you're a baby, everything is new. Oh my God, you're discovering. So every day you're learning, you're growing, you're expanding. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, but you're growing. And that's how I feel in Montana. And that's how you're going to feel wherever else you go. And look, I'm not saying you're going to move to wherever and ev your life is going to be perfect. It probably won't be. There's going to be a lot of the same stressors there. 
but it is going to reinvigorate you and it's going to make you see what is working in your life and what isn't, you know? What do you miss and what do you don't? What do you don't? What don't you miss? <laughs> Maybe actually you get along with your family way better when it's just a phone call once a week and that's okay. You, that's data. That's data about what works for you and what doesn't. That's why people travel, to get data about the world, obviously, but also about themselves. How do I fit into the world? What's my role here? What does it all mean? Is there a way I could be living that's better, more exciting, more passionate? Is there something I can tap into that I've learned from this other culture? So get out there and do it. Arizona's not fucking going anywhere. You can always go back. Your family's always going to still talk to you, right? You know, you can still go back to what you want. I can always go back to New York. And this was a big fear. Oh, what do I leave? It's not East Berlin. I can go back. But for now, that season had changed and it's time to embrace a new season. And I think it's time for you too. I personally believe that you only regret the things you don't do. You're young. You have nothing holding you back. No kids, no car, maybe a car, but you know, like you're as free as you're going to get. And life is as streamlined as it's going to get. Now is the time. Leap and the net will appear. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Chalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage. Stay savage.